Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back to Police Pod Talk. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend and if you're anywhere near where I live at, you probably were digging yourself out a little bit of snow. Uh, We are pleased today to have a caller on the line talking about the challenge we had uh, thrown out to everyone to go and watch or somehow get your chance to see American Skin the movie. And on the line today we've got Aaron. Aaron, you can say hello to the people out there. Hello, everyone. All right. We are so thrilled to have you with us here today, Aaron, and and, uh, talking about the movie. But before we get too deep into that, I'm going to ask you just a few questions. Aaron, go ahead and explain a little bit about your life, uh, where you were born and raised, and uh, just talk a little bit about who you are so the listeners can understand who's talking back to me. Go right ahead. Okay. So my name is Aaron. I work in the criminal justice field. Um, I have lived in Fort Wayne off and on throughout my life. I've lived in several cities, such as Chicago, Houston, Texas, Louisville, Kentucky, Hazelhurst, Mississippi, and Seattle, Washington, and Indianapolis, Indiana as well. Um, as well as I do have um, uh, black ancestry as well. Um, I have lived within the inner city uh, for a good portion of my life, which has shaped um, some of my thoughts and ideas and beliefs on life and perspective of life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I did attend college here in Indiana, graduated from Indiana University, 2004. Go Hoosiers! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I do hold a master's degree as well. Um, I attempted my PhD, but of course, I did not. Um, uh, like the idea of writing papers every day right, uh, right. To, to my current job. So kind of, <laughs> I, I looked that, I put that on the side for the time being. Right. So yes, um, hopefully I wasn't, that wasn't too detailed, but it, that, that shapes me. Oh that's yeah. Yeah. I, that's mm-hmm. good. That, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah. Give the, like I said, gives everyone a chance to know a little bit about you and where you're coming from, but we do appreciate that. Now, like I said, this was a challenge that I threw out. Because uh, someone told me, hey, you might want to check out this movie. I mean, I, you tell me, had you ever heard of this movie before? Um, I did not hear about it until one of my coworkers spoke on it. And when I heard about it, I did some research on it. And I wasn't too <sighs> thrilled about watching it until I watched it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take you back. Why did you say you weren't too thrilled about watching it? What was it? My my reasoning for that is, oh, it's going to be another typical movie where a inner city kid or a black kid or a minority kid is going to get gunned down, and nothing's going to happen. They're going to protest, and that's going to be that. Mm-hmm. That was my uh, my own bias that I brought before I even saw it. Ah, okay. So did you look at the trailer, or did you just read up on it online? Um, I, I did a little bit of both, okay. which then piqued my interest even further to actually watch the movie. Okay. Yeah. Me, myself, I didn't see anything. I just knew the name of it, and someone said, you might want to watch this. And Okay. So with that being said, and we're going to start out here, when you started to see the very first scene when there was a traffic stop, what was going through your mind? <sighs> of 
course, caveat is that I, I, I will carry bias into my opinions, which are my opinions. I'm entitled to those. Right. Um, having experienced um, before I entered the criminal justice system uh, where I work at, I've experienced traffic stops, which some have been pleasant. Some have led to me being brutalized by police on two occasions. Uh, one was not, I was not at fault. It was a mistake, quote unquote. It was the wrong person. And one, I, I was at fault. Um, so I, I, of course, living in the inner city, that comes with inner city problems. Mm-hmm. Being involved in inner city inner city dealings such as gang involvement right. um, or just street involvement in general. So when I saw this, it took me back to a time, but also I'm looking at it at where I'm at right now within my life and in my career. Right. Okay. Traffic stop. I asked the, the, the uh, proper questions, you know, license ID, mm-hmm. registration, insurance expired. The driver responded properly. At that time, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the passenger, um, he was asked to comply with simple orders. And once again, here's my bias. Um, of course, you should comply with those orders. Right. Right. He had his phone out. The officer did identify the passenger with, with the cell phone, but his gun was already drawn. Right. Right. Once it's escalated, you, and how do you de-escalate? Of right. course, in the criminal justice system, we know where that goes. Um, yeah, I, I did have a, a, of course, a cutoff right there, so I'll stop right there. Okay, yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah. I got, I got another question for you because I was mm-hmm. going to have to stop you because, you know, like I said, not everybody's seen it. But if they're listening right. to us, they probably have seen it and just want to hear what we have to say. But I'm going to ask you this: You said that this has happened to you before, uh, and it some were good, some were bad. When they turned out bad for you, did you feel there was anywhere you could go or do uh, to rectify anything? That's a great question because at that moment I was in a, in a totally different mindset. So I had to take myself back to that time, to those times, and really think. Um, the first time, of course, run. Just run because you want to get away from that situation. Hmm. That would, would not have been the correct response at right. all. That would just show that, yeah, I was guilty of whatever it may have been. Um, and it could have went worse. We may not be on this phone call right now right. if I decide to take those actions. Right. Um, the second interaction, it, it went so fast, I didn't even have a, a chance to, to think of what I could have done mm-hmm. uh, before I was brutalized at that time. Right. So when that happened, you never, your parents, or you never went and said, hey, we're going to fight this in court, or we're going to take it to the mayor, the chief, or anything like that? Well, seeing how Chicago Police Department is, um, and also background my family, I have law enforcement in my, my family, uh, federal agents as well. So... <laughs> I was looked at as, well, you were wrong, you did this, you got basically what you deserve, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wrong, we'll talk to those specific officers, but we're not going any further than that. Right. And that kind of put a, a bad taste in my mouth towards law enforcement, um, towards the criminal justice system in mm-hmm. totality, until mm-hmm. I got older, of course. Right, right. So, back to the movie. 
there's a traffic stop. I'm going to ask you, and I've asked several people this question, I've come up with different answers. Where did you see in the movie, where did you see the traffic stop went bad? It started to go south. What was said or done? Okay. Give me one second so I can just run it through my mind. There's, there's no right or wrong answer here now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> taking a test. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this, 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 this point in here. So, of course, Link, the father, the driver, he did everything he was asked of, of him. Yeah. Some people can also, like, I'm not some people, you can, you can say that, yes, they profiled him right there at the beginning when he was clearly not driving fast, they profiled him, but that's kind of the job depending on where you're patrolling at. Um, You're used to certain vehicles and some vehicles who are suspicious. Of course, you're going to stop them. Um, So I would say definitely the way the officer snatched, the driver out of the vehicle, of course, that's going to call that that caused his son to react. Right. Um, he he pulled his video camera, and we know the significance of video cameras, mm-hmm. especially over the past few years, right. where everyone, if you have a camera and there's an incident with the police officer, whether traffic stop or not, they're going to pull that camera out to record so they can get every action on camera in case they want to say what well, officer is not being truthful. Here's the rest of the video. Right. So once he pulled that, pulled the passenger, I apologize, the driver out of the vehicle that caused his son to react in a way that I had to get my camera. Out. I had to, I had to record this. Then it escalated from there and which led to the officer drawing down on, uh, turning his, his weapon, his firearm onto the passenger, which is his son. Was mm-hmm. his son. Right. So, now, as the movie went on, did you expect what was happening in the movie just from your research and, and looking at the trailer? Did the movie start going in a way that you said, oh, I can predict this, or did it take a whole different turn for you? To be honest, I almost fell asleep because it was like, okay, here we, I, this was going to, I knew this, this was going to happen. And then, boom, he comes out with the chief of police. Oh, okay, now you have my interest. Now you have my full attention. Okay. Okay. So you didn't see that coming. At all. And that's, you know, it, it wasn't, I knew this is not a typical movie. So right. I texted a friend of mine and said, okay, it was, it started off boring. Uh, I almost had to ask my money back. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, it kept me going. It, it kept my attention. Right. So yeah, it definitely was, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, in the, in the part, I know I'm jumping way ahead here. But in the part when they were in the uh, the squad room or the uh, police station, and they were doing their court, mm-hmm. and now I don't speak uh, Spanish, so did you wonder what was being said between the Hispanic officer and the Hispanic uh, prisoner? So basically, to to summarize it all up, he's basically the the prisoner at the time was saying he was a sellout to his race, no good for his race, mm. um, and. Also, like I, said, I have family members who are also Latino who work in law enforcement, and <laughs> I I could see Officer Reyes' character played out in some of my family members. Oh. So they 
they have transitioned. They they play the role, and that's like, oh man, this is this is basically dead on for some, not all, mm-hmm. definitely not all. Right. Um, once you put that that badge and that gun on, you're a totally different person. So you you try to disassociate yourself from your community. Um, and I saw that and that person mm-hmm. saw that. Right. So right. <laughs> I, I can see it from both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, but to sum it up, basically he, he saw him as a race trader, but the officer said, well, you're out here, you know, sex trafficking your own, right. um, your own people, selling drugs to your own people, you know, cartel want to be our cartel, mm-hmm. um, in general, which, you know, that's true in some aspects. Um, but they both were, were dead on from both sides right now did, um, did you see yourself as any of the characters did you have an opinion like anybody in that movie um i, I can relate to majority of them um in the sense that yes i've been brutalized but also working criminal justice field realizing now there's certain things you have to do so i, I sympathize with some of the officers that were on the uh, uh that were being um charged right uh, obviously right that's one whereas well i'm no i'm I, i'm not selling on my people i'm trying to help my people but you guys are, are keeping this certain uh um, stereotype about yourself i wouldn't go to to extend the same way he said right there's a certain way you, you go about policing and community policing your own community you don't talk down on them and that's what he was doing mm-hmm. majority of officers were so I sympathize with the prisoner prisoners, some of them, as well as some of the officers as well. Mm-hmm. Now, so it's not just one person. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. When they were in the house, and the chief or whoever that guy was, the captain, wanted mm-hmm. the mother to go on TV mm-hmm. and uh, calm the community down. The young man, the nephew, who was yelling at the chief. How did you feel about that? That type of emotion would not have been allowed on TV. <laughs> that would have just stirred up more more flames to probably that would probably led to more protests, uh, more uh, uprising within the city. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he, he had every right to to say what he said, to feel how he felt. Um, because they knew, as I want to jump ahead, but Omar, even instead, they always get the mother to speak to calm everyone down. As long as she forgives everyone, everyone else should, should forgive these officers, forgive the officer or officers involved. Mm-hmm. So when a young man, I think his name was a Johnny, um, when he was speaking, that's raw emotion, and he had some points, and then he was also upset when the officer when the chief or captains told him to calm down, he looks in the doorway and then you have two other officers with their hands on their gun. Mm-hmm. And as he stated, look at this guys. Yeah. They're in my aunt's house trying to kill me. Right. And all I am doing is talking about the issue at hand mm-hmm. and why nothing's being done. So my thoughts on that, that's the part we don't really see when it comes to the shootings mm-hmm. because they do put up the mother, aunt's, or whoever it may be, to say, yes, we forgive this person. There's nothing wrong with forgiving. But I think, well, I know within the community, communities, people are tired of seeing that. 
just a forgiving part. They're tired of that. And they, they want to see something because another officer will get off. Mm-hmm. So as this movie was going on and your feelings and emotions of things that have happened to you, was it stirring up anger or what was what feelings were being stirred up inside of you? <clears throat> I want to say anger. I, I like to be logical in my approach to things and just to see where everyone else is coming from to see, okay, it's just, I understand this is supposed to stir up an emotional response, but logically would this make sense for me to act this way or to feel this way? So, of course, they got my attention once they once he brought up the, the captain or chief. Mm-hmm. They had my attention. But then I'm looking at it it's like, okay, but this is not going to end well. So, <laughs> yeah. at all, it's not going to end well. So you, you have, like, three or four people with you, plus a camera crew who didn't know what was going on. Right. And now you are endangering their lives. So here's the logical part. It's like, this this isn't going to end well. This isn't good. Mm-hmm. It may have looked good for a moment. Right. Maybe for the old me. Yeah, that was terrific. But the, the, the current me, no, that that was not good whatsoever. <laughs> and I, and I, just, I just had to continue to watch it to see how it was going to end. Right. Right. So it it was good, but there was no no uh, planning for an ending if you right. if you do that type of thing. Um, right. So in your opinion, I mean, you've seen a lot of movies. Was this one that kind of took you in a whole different direction, a whole different feeling than you felt in a long time? I would say to an extent, yes, because that was a major plot twist. They say plot twist. That was a major plot twist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think anyone in that um, police station um, changed their thinking towards what they believed? Be- either side. <clears throat> I would say, I want to I say majority of them, No. Some, maybe. I wouldn't say a definite yes. Maybe a yes for Link, the father. Mm-hmm. I would say majority no. Now you just solidified more feelings, how we should feel about certain people, um, certain minorities within the community mm-hmm. because of stuff like this. You're justifying why we should do this. Look what you just did. You just kidnapped <laughs> officers and had us um, hostage in our own police station. Right. And then you put that into the media, that's just going to exemplify it. it, it it's, it's going to make it worse. But with those who within the station, I would say majority, no, it's not going to change anything. Some, mm-hmm. maybe. Do you think there would be a different feeling amongst the officers when the female officer spoke up about what she was going through? <clears throat> and that was another thing. So, just a little sidebar. I, I feel as though this part, the jury part, when they're speaking, was like the Facebook, Instagram, uh, comment section. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do. It's like it took that and put it into movie form. And that's exactly what we got. Well, we're talking about one issue, but let's talk about this issue. There's nothing wrong with that because they what they did was they spoke about it briefly and then reverted, diverted right back to the issue at hand. Right. So, yes, she spoke on her issues, women's issues, as a Latina as well. But did those officers really care for it? <laughs> it didn't appear to. 
So, so they hit on a lot of issues, but they never really dove too deep into anything to f- no. try to fix it. <laughs> no, they, they barely touched on, you know, what you said about the Holocaust, and they cut immediately from there, like two <laughs> seconds later, and, and, and she popped up. So like, I, I, was, I was an active listener during that part, and I had to listen to it again. So oh, that, I, that's what you guys did here. So, yeah. <laughs> so now you made a comment. You said this was kind of like uh, a whole bunch of uh, comments on Facebook. And are you a big Facebook follower or things like that? No. Um, I do have Facebook, but I haven't been on there in some time. Mm-hmm. It's 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 ridiculous that you cannot share your opinion without someone disagreeing with it in a manner that now you, you are a either a bigot, a racist, a sexist, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't agree with my opinion. Therefore, you're wrong. Right. We have reached that point in our culture, in our society, that your opinion is it's what's going to get you canceled, the, the cancel culture, whatever it may be. Right. Um, and that's where we're at. So <laughs> looking at that, like that, that literally reflected the comment I made about this is the Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, news, comment section Right. right here, right now. Right, right. So yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm on Facebook, but on a big. I don't make comments and things like that at I just, all. Yeah, <laughs> no. I just kind of no. am there for one other reason, but that's not totally right. different, right? Right. So now, do you believe? And there are people who, you know, I've mentioned this movie too. The first thing they want to say is, "Well, it's nothing but a bunch of anti-cop movie." Do you think that's what this was? No. Okay. It was a world view movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I say that to a point. The world has been seeing this for decades. Mm-hmm. They didn't need a movie for this. You just turn the news or whatever, you'll see it. I mean, if they needed a movie, I'll say this is like a, a entry level for some of those who are brand new to what's going on. Yeah. By anti-cop, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. Okay, so um, if if you was talking to someone, because that was going to be my other question, uh, would you share this movie? Would you tell your friends and family, hey, you might want to take a look at this movie? Just yes or no to that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. And then if they say, well, what is it about? How would you sum it up without trying to ruin the movie? What would you, in a nutshell, say this movie is about? <laughs> I'll tell them just go watch the movie. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, a movie that you know that details events that that has been happening within um, the minority community specifically the black community uh, with the interactions with police uh, and black minorities uh, with a little twist Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little twist to it right and you know I say you'll definitely want to see this that twist it will definitely make you look at things differently and give you a different perspective of things. Um, here, different sides, both sides, not just one, but both sides. Right, right. So I want to just say both sides. There's multiple sides, although some are shorter than others. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a, a say in it. Everybody got their two cents right. in it. Now, when you finally got to see what happened at the end of the traffic stop, because at the beginning they don't show it, but when you right. finally got a chance to see that, how did that make you feel? What did you think right when that happened? Bias. 
bias, I have some bias. So, <clears throat> then the criminal justice system, we work odd shifts. So, I, I am playing devil's advocate, <clears throat> so to speak. Okay. So, my thinking, I had to stop and say, well, what if this officer, he's working double shift, he's tired, he's under stress, so he just had, just got done dealing with the, with the uh, highly escalated traffic stop, stop right before this one. That, you know, he did have to, you know, train his firearm into someone. Uh, and now he has to do this next traffic stop. He doesn't know what to expect. So once he sees this person reaching for a cell phone, although he readily identified the cell phone, asked him to put it down, asked him to get out the vehicle and sit on the curb. Mm-hmm. But then the suspect at the time, he runs. I thing is, once he turned his back, that was an issue for me. I, that's just... It doesn't say well to me that he knows the cell phone and he runs off. Mm-hmm. I'm not understanding the the thought on that, but, you know, it. That this that's my bias. Mm-hmm. Basically, that... We can't tell what he just dealt with because as an officer, you deal with traffic stops, you move on to the next one. Right. You move on from one crime scene to another crime scene throughout the duration of your um, 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 tour. Right. Your time on, on, on duty. So no telling what type of mindset he was in. And they speak about that either, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did speak on was the speed limit. Right, right. They did speak on that. Mm-hmm. So that also led me to believe, okay, yeah, there was some bias. And, of course, he meant that, yes, there was bias. We were, we were profiling. Yeah, that was going to be my oh, next sure. question. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. ahead and say it. Yeah, so, of, of course, we're going to profile. As far as, that's part of the job, is it not? I mean, if it's there's the bias. For those who are not within the criminal justice system, don't work uh, as an officer, they're not going to understand this. They're always going to be, oh, that's wrong. Well, as you stated, in certain neighborhoods, if you're a patrol officer in that neighborhood, you are kind of akin to the vehicles that come through that neighborhood. Right. And the people who are in that neighborhood. So when you see a vehicle that you've never seen before, mm-hmm. you're going to profile the vehicle and find out what's going on. Um, I forgot what time he said it was that they were out, but nonetheless, you're going to be a little suspicious. You may be followed for a while until they run a plate to see what's going on. Right. Of course, you're going to run plates and, and see if you have um, any warrants. Uh, insurance is outdated, which they stated that's the reason I stopped him for, but it came back to be he did have valid insurance. Um, so. With that, the profiling, that's, that's wrong, that's wrong. Well, if you're not in the field, haven't been trained, you don't understand, you're not going to understand that part, that aspect of the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it, and that's not just, you know, as a, a officer, whether city, state, county officer, but also parole and probation officers. You're trained to have certain um, uh, eyes, I should say, or right. eyes and ears right, <laughs> to right. the situation. Because as he said, your job is to go home at the end of, at the end of the shift. Mm-hmm. So that's my little spiel on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully, that was somewhat clear, 
clear answer for you. No, no, hey, hey, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> okay, I'm asking you one more, one more question. Okay, final question. When the dad was talking to his son, when he was doing a little Zoom with uh, his friend doing their homework, and the dad made a comment about the laws were not written for them in mind, talking about people of color. Um, did you agree or disagree with that? I'm glad you asked this. So, <clears throat> I was at my orientation back in 2012, and a fairly large class. Two magist- one magistrate, one judge, and a chief sat in front of us and told us, the laws of this country were written and designed for the wealthy white class. Anyone else was susceptible to any punishment that came along with that. So when he said that, I said, oh, I remember hearing something similar like that. Right. Although it's, although it's supposed to be for everyone, mm-hmm. to an extent, no, it's not. And people know that. So I, I, in part, agree, I agree with what he said. Just because what I was told back in 2012, also with some of my own research as well. So, in part, yes, I, I agree with what you said. Hmm. It's not. Even still to this day? To, to a point, to a point. Now, when you, you say to a point, what are you, what are you mm-hmm. trying to say now? So, let's take one example, if I may. There was an affluent, well, that's the, the disease they say he had, um, a teenager in Texas, drunk driving, hit and killed um, a person. Mm-hmm. His lawyer defense was that he suffered from influenza. That took me right back to that same answer that was given to me in 2012. The system is designed for wealthy white people. He got off the case, no criminal charges, because of him being too wealthy to even experience anything of this nature, and it will be a detriment to him, although he just admitted to being drunk and killing a person. So that really just, yeah, that's just one example, but then you can look at other examples. You can look at examples of schooling, not to get get off base. One family can live 20 miles or two miles outside of a school district, but they send their child onto a bus that, that takes them to a school, they go to jail. This happened in Virginia. Whereas we have a family of, of money and some influence and some ties, they do the exact same thing. They get like 30 days on probation or everything just swiped under, under the rug. Same thing where one person is 10 years in prison, one person is 30 days in, in, on probation. So there's, there's a lot of cases uh, that kind of goes to show, yeah, the law is designed in a way for, for specific people, especially of specific class as mm-hmm. well. Right. So we're not, it's not just the race, it's also the class as well. That, that definitely plays a role. Right. Because as I stated, they told us wealthy white people. And they say all white people. They say wealthy white people. Hmm. And at the same time, these were a white judge, a white magistrate, and a white chief that sat down and told us this. So they weren't pulling any punches. <laughs> no. And the, the way they were just very straightforward, 
no smiles on their face. They were serious about this. So, okay. Wow. That's, <laughs> okay. I thought I'd never hear this, but yeah, I, I heard it. <laughs> All right. So there's a little bit of truth to that. Well, there's some truth to that. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's really hard to sum up the movie. I mean, I, I find it hard to even tell anybody what it's about. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the movie. Like you said, there was a plot twist that I did not see coming. And and it did. At one point, all of a sudden, it grabs your attention and says, okay, you're about to go for a ride here. <laughs> Just hold <Yeah>. on. <laughs> and that's basically right. what was going on in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought, okay. Um, and here's my one part that I thought was kind of neat. I had to keep telling myself, okay, this is really just a movie. Even though I knew the kid was doing it with his camera, doing like a documentary and everything. And I thought, uh, even my wife says, she goes, when did this happen? I said, no, it didn't happen. This is a movie. I mean, (laughs) it was being played so well that you were thinking it was actually like it had happened. And then this kid showed a documentary of what happened. (laughs) I'm like, wow. (laughs) So, well, it was good. I can tell you that. And I, my thing is, uh, Aaron, I really appreciate the fact that you even agreed to talk about it. And uh, talk about it knowing, you know, your criminal justice background and uh, being careful on what it is you can and cannot say. And I clearly understand that. But to talk about it, you will and you have asked your friends and family to take a look at this movie. And I think sitting down with someone who's watched it. And have you done that? You said I was. Okay. And it's funny how they will see things that you maybe didn't see or they'll have an opinion but to me, it's okay. For some odd reason, this movie makes it okay <laughs> to have your own opinion. I, I don't even know how to explain it. If you can explain it better than that, then you go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, had, I had mixed comments on it. Like, oh, that's just a typical um, uh, person who works in the criminal justice system would say. Right. And, well, yeah, <laughs> kind of, sort of, but understand I have my own bias just like you have your own bias. I actually work with them. I've seen things from both sides, of course. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. It, it, I'm telling you what, it's a good one. I've seen some movies, yeah. but this was one of the better ones that I've seen in a long time. I mean, uh, yeah. I've watched enough Netflix to see some bad ones, but this was good. <laughs> <laughs> Especially during the pandemic. I'm feeling working from home, you watching all kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> so, no. Aaron, I do. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to speak with me about it. And I said, you know, I put this challenge out, and we've got a lot of other people who want to give their two cents on it and uh, what they felt and what they thought. And uh, I don't know. Uh, it's good. Share it. Uh, American Skin. I had no clue what I was getting into. I, I didn't want to do any research. So you went all out. You went all out, took notes, did research, did oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's just <laughs> yeah. you. That's how you operate. Right. Yeah. Right. But no, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate your time. And, thank uh, you for having me. Hey, I, I appreciate everything. And folks, again, take the challenge. Take a look at the movie and uh, go ahead and hit us up on an email or on Facebook. And uh, we will get you on the air. We'll get uh, your feelings and opinions on it. Aaron, thank you again. And listeners, we will catch you again next week on Police Pod Talk. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.